The transfer portal may not open up until December 4th, but it is in full swing this week between the combination of grad transfers, entries at schools with head coaching changes. Um, we, uh, we're, it feels like free agency has begun. And so we're going to get into that in this podcast. If you want details of not only just a handful of top guys, but you want to keep up to date as guys enter the portal with scouting reports on them, how they can affect your team. Um, you want the complete breakdowns. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. And take advantage of our holiday savings special today. It's the best deal that we've got going. And it's a great holiday gift for the football lover in your life. And it's also a great gift for yourself. LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> Pardon me. While there's already a lot of big names on the portal, there's still plenty of names interesting uh, that uh, are mulling a decision or waiting into the official opening date on the 4th of December. And in talking to sources around college football staffs, um, the biggest dominoes have yet to fall. There are a few of the names that we're keeping an eye on, um, and there'll be more added to the list. So, again, stay tuned here, but for more complete detail, if you're a big follower of this, head on over to LandryFootball.com, which, by the way, you can get the breakdowns of all the conference championship games, all the NFL Week 13 action. Everything from the draft to free agency, you name it, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. Going to go over a few names that we know are entering and the impact that they might have. Evan Stewart, the wide receiver from Texas A&M, it comes up a lot. Um, He didn't travel to A&M for its regular season finale against LSU. Not too surprising that there's much buzz about his name. Uh, he's a five-star recruit in the class of 22. He's going to command significant NIL dollars. But there remains a possibility that because of that, maybe he'll get the money to stay at AM. It's going to be up to Mike Elko to vet this process. My concern with Evan Stewart and anybody that's going to refuse to go and play in a game, Evan Stewart, Came to AM for one reason, it's for NIL dollars. You know, he may say that's not true and he may speak otherwise. His actions show that it's all about the money. And so he'll go for one dollar more somewhere else. So when Mike Elko has to look at whether you keep this guy or not, and this is the Aggie mentality, right? Well, we can pay him more money. That's exactly why you don't want a guy like that. You need to start getting guys that want to come for the right reason. And if this guy will buy in to what you, be it AM or anywhere else, if he buys into what you've got going and that's what he wants, then that's great. And oh, by the way, you can make good NIL money too. But if he comes in with the idea of this is what I need, Thanks, but no thanks. You don't win with guys like that. This is not a guy that's going to go in with all his talent and help somebody unless he's committed to being a football player. 
you can make a lot of money being a good football player, and you can make a lot of money in college being a good football player. But if you're in it for the money, you're not going to do the things. You're going to constantly be looking for the next best deal. It's a problem. When you don't want to go play in your team's final game because you're holding out for an NIL deal and you want one risk of injury, I get it. It is becoming more and more prevalent that that's happening. Stay away from those guys. K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback at Arkansas, he came into the season hoping to build on a strong 22 campaign with an eye towards the NFL. Instead, he posted his worst season as a starter. A lot to do with the protection problems in front of him and the protection calls. As you know, Arkansas stumbled to a 4-8 and eight record. Now Jefferson is popping up on the radar for several schools as a possible transfer. Um, 6'3", 247-pound Mississippi native would bring starting experience and could revitalize his stock elsewhere. And there's the thought that around Arkansas that he'll explore his options after completing um, 64% of his passes, 2,107 yards, and 19 touchdowns against eight interceptions this fall. Four-star recruit. Um, does Bobby Petrino help or hinder the chances of him staying at Arkansas? Do they want him? A lot of questions. Raheem Sanders, another Arkansas product, the running back. Keep a name, uh, another name to keep an eye out on. Um, preseason All-American. He dealt with injuries throughout the season, was limited to just 62 carries, 209 yards, two touchdowns. That's after he had an outstanding 22 campaign with 14-43 and 10 scores and 6.5 yards a carry. With Arkansas ready to employ their third offensive coordinator in as many years, this time being Bob Petrino, in and around the Arkansas program, there's a possibility they believe that Sanders explores his options, a former four-star recruit out of Florida, and a lot of people will be interested in him. Braylon James, a receiver at Notre Dame, is one of the worst-kept secrets out of South Bend. Class of 23 top receiver is considering the transfer portal as a Texas native, ranked number 20th receiver prospect in the most re- recent recruiting cycle, one of the more physically gifted receiver prospects in the entire class. Caught one pass for 12 yards as a freshman. Uh, another name to keep uh, an eye out on is Notre Dame wide receiver Tobias Weather, uh, Merriweather, ranked number 80th overall prospect in the 22 class. Uh, Matthew Golden, the receiver from Houston. Dana Harlison is gone. He's a name that many programs are following closely. As Houston looks to replace Dana Harlison, ranked number 15th overall in the 22 class. He spurned the SEC and Big 12 to stay home and play for the Cougars. Put up good numbers, 988 yards, 13 touchdowns across the last two seasons. Still considered a top-tier wide receiver. The word on uh, Golden last week was that Houston had a good chance to keep him. Um, he's been tampered with heavily, but the Cougars, you know, fighting to put that fire out. With Dana Hargelson fired, there's always a possibility of a roster shakeup. So there's going to be uncertainty, and he is going to look. Uh, another Cougar on the radar uh, of Power Five programs is their defensive tackle, Jamari Caldwell. He's one of the better interior linemen in the Big 12. South Carolina native. Um, he's going to have some people uh, showing interest. Jerron Bradley, the receiver from Texas Tech, he didn't have the year that he wanted. He took a step back from 22 
in pretty much every major statistical category, posting 36 receptions, 431 yards, four touchdowns. When he's right, he's one of the better players in the Big 12. He's very much on the radar as a potential transfer for a lot of programs. Still considering options with Tech. Um, there's going to be a pretty good market for him. There aren't many receivers with his size and skill available. Um, um, Ashton Gently, um, the running back at Boise State, uh, he's got a game this weekend in the Mountain West Championship game against UNLV. He's a four-star recruit out of the 22 class. Looked great as a true freshman last season. Broke out with 1,109 yards rushing, 532 yards, 18 touchdowns. It's on the radar for much of the schools around the country. Really good player that's going to see a lot of interest. Corey Foreman, the defensive end at USC, hadn't worked out for him. Um, if you're a defensive player, you don't want to go to USC unless the head coach learns how to be a head coach and play complementary football. It is a graveyard for defensive players. He's not been productive through three seasons. He ended up red-shirting this year. Um, in 16 games, the SoCal native has made four and a half tackles for loss to go two and a half sacks. He's still he's a very talented guy. He was the top five prospect in the 21 class. He's very talented. Um, I think in a better situation where there's a better head coach that understands how to play complementary football, Corey Foreman can have some success. Mansoor Delani, a corner from Virginia Tech, <coughs> is um, two freshman All-American in 22. Um, his younger brother, Fahim, is the number one safety prospect in the 25 recruiting class, by the way. He's a really good player. Um, so maybe bringing him along with a deal, helping you in recruiting makes some sense for a number of teams. Graham Barton, the offensive tackle at Duke, preseason All-American, one of the best overall offensive tackles. Intriguing name to keep an eye out on. He's dealt with multiple injuries. Um, I think he's going to explore some options, particularly with Mike Alcohol leaving. Um, it's going to be a lot of interest. And let's keep an eye out on Oregon State with Jonathan Smith moving on to Michigan State and Oregon State's, you know, autonomy status, you know, what conference they're going to be in. I think it's going to be um, a lot of people trying to poach the Oregon State players. Um, Trent Bray has been named, so maybe that'll help uh, at least solidify things for where they're going. But even promoting him, it was going to be difficult for them to go out and hire somebody on the outside because of the lack of status of that Oregon State program. Um, DJ Uyunglele, um, NFL's possibility, I think he, although he needs more time, but there's a market for him if he were, again, to enter the portal. And again, he can because the coach leaves. Um, you also have Aiden Childs, who is the quarterback of the future at Oregon State, maybe. He is, uh, he is an outstanding dual threat guy. I'd be surprised if he stayed. Um, Damian Martinez, their outstanding running back, a Texas native, runs the ball very hard, very well, very productive player uh, in the last two seasons. 
lots of running back needy teams would be very interested. So how many of those guys, and those are just three names, will stay at Oregon State? I don't know. Um, but they're very poachable. I think the schools that lose their coach, that's one reason why there's a likelihood they're, they're going to move. Oregon State had an opening. They quickly filled it. But Oregon State is the reason I point them out is because what are you dealing with at Oregon State? You know there's not a lot of NIL money there. You don't know what conference you're going to play in. Uh, you, you don't know if you're going to even be in the playoff status there. I mean, there's a lot of question marks. And there's some good players on that roster. And I think that a lot of people are going to be looking hard at those guys. We'll see how it plays out. Hey, you want more details and follow Transfer Portal and Recruiting? Head on over to LandryFootball.com. You're an NFL guy and you want to learn the free agency, the draft. You want the breakdowns of all the games. You want the breakdowns of all the coaching searches. We got it for you at LandryFootball.com. One-stop shopping. Get football information and analysis from a playing, coaching, scouting, front office perspective. That's what we do at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our holiday savings special now that we've got going on. Um, you can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our holiday savings special is the best deal that we have gone. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts.